Good morning. Today's scripture comes from Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A town on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word. Thank you, Stephanie, for reading scripture. Good morning, everyone. If you don't know me, my name is Luciana Mendonça Torres Chapman. <laughs> I serve as a junior church teacher here, um, and I am a member of Middle Street Baptist Church. Um, can you please join me in prayer as we begin? Father in heaven, There is nothing special about being here where I am right now. I am a mere instrument. You call us to serve you, and my one and only job is to say yes. Bless the words that I'm about to say, and may they be not Luciana speaking, but your Holy Spirit. I praise you, I trust you, I thank you for the blessing of being at your service. In Jesus Christ, I pray, amen. All right, guys, so today, this morning, we're talking about light. Before we go any further, let's think about the concepts of um, light as it is, and especially as a... Um, Christian perspective, okay? The concept of light is very broad <laughs> because we know that a lamp shines light and uh, I can also think of a flashlight. <laughs> um, when we last had uh, junior church, I asked Carly and Carly goes, lightning! <laughs> so for Carly, it's lightning. Um, for Tessa, it is fire. For their mom, Alice, it's the sun touching her skin. And for Dean, it was just that little spotlight. <laughs> and for children overall, I can only imagine they think about sparkles. Sparkles. We all have seen these examples of light, right? We have seen them with our own eyes. But the Christian idea of light is very unique. It's not something that's detected by sight. It's truly detected by the heart. For example, Chloe might think that donating clothes is an act of light. Chloe thinks of a giving heart as being light. Mary thinks of volunteering. Dottie thinks that a smile can be light. Sarah cooks a meal to bring rest and comfort to a hurting friend. These are truly different. You can tell these are completely different ideas. But 
Despite these differences, we can all agree that light is a good thing. And that light wins. Light breaks through darkness, and as Christians throughout life, we witness that light opens a path towards God. And boy, don't we need light in this world? (laughs) I'm sure you can all agree with me. We live in a dark world. A world where so many little stipulations are set in place for us to figure out if someone is worthy of our love, of our attention, of our care, if they're worthy or not of our light. The color of your skin, the place where you were born, what you do for a living, if you do anything for a living, what political party you align with, what kind of parent you are, and the list goes on and on. A lot of these things that I have just mentioned have introduced hurt into our lives, and they shouldn't. They truly shouldn't. Very often we try to just skim over things and act like this is just how it is, and then we try to move on. Yet, Jesus invites us to not passively accept it. We are called to question the world. How can this be better? We have all experienced the brokenness of this world, and we know it's not the way it should be. In this passage, Jesus is inviting us to invade the dark world we live in with his light. How do we break apart the darkness? How are we opposing the darkness? How? So let's dig deeper in scripture and see how Christ gives us some hints through this illustration, okay? How can we participate in this work of shining light to everyone around us? A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. I remember being a kid back in Brazil, riding in a car, headed to the capital of the state. And for some reason, day or night, I would always notice this little town off to the left side of the highway BR-304, BR-304. <laughs> the name of the town is Patasho. Come on, Patasho. Patasho. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so Patasho has never left my mind. As soon as I started talking to Chris about Patasho, I was like, it cannot be hidden. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. And do you believe that a town that is truly built on a hill is originally meant to be hidden? (laughs) Of course not. (laughs) And now 
going back to the light. And you would not light a lamp and put it under a bowl. That's just silly. That's what Elliot would say. That's just silly. <laughs> We're not talking about today, guys. We're talking about the days that Jesus was walking on earth, okay? We're not talking about the glass bowl that you would put salad on or a crystal one that light would shine through. No. We're talking those clay, heavy clay bowls that look more like a planter. No light would shine through that. No light. And again, these are just illustrations that are presented to us in a way that you would look at your friend and be like, yeah, would you do that? No. Does that make sense? Of course it does. So what values does Jesus want us to hold when he introduces these illustrations? I tell you, light is meant to shine so that... Everyone in the house may see. The lamp is not meant to be hidden, but to be placed on its stand. When you think of stand, I want you to understand one thing. In this illustration, Jesus does not say that the light is put on its stand to bring light to itself. There is no self in this passage. The lamp is placed on its stand so that it can bring light to everyone around it. So now, think of your light as being your faith. Your light is your faith. Is your faith under a bowl or on a stand? Is your faith under a bowl or on a stand? When you're not at church, when you're not specifically doing anything that was organized by the church community, how does your light shine? When you're at work, in line at the supermarket, and the cashier had to turn that blinking light on? To ask for the manager to come and cancel that item? How does your light shine then? Hmm. Or when you're waiting at the doctor's office in the waiting room and it's late and it's getting later, how does your light shine? Doing anything considered ordinary by the world, can people see your light? A couple of weeks ago, Pastor Chris uh, was preaching on James and the fact that um, faith without actions is no faith at all. This truth is based on the transformation of the heart that happens when you allow Jesus to take control as he changes you from the inside out. You can't help but act upon love and be light when that happens. But when life gets tiring and the world gets in the way, how does your faith battery get recharged? What are the conscious strategies that you have to recharge that light source? 
Do you have one? Is it your relationship with the Lord? You getting to know him and getting to know his character and making him known? Is that the source? In times when you feel like the battery needs some juice, <laughs> do you pray? Do you kneel down and give it to the Lord? Make sure to find your own strategy because your light must shine. Your faith must always bring you to that solid foundation that is only found in Christ. That's the only way that your light will shine. When Jesus says that we must let our light shine to others, that they may see our good deeds and glorify our Father in heaven, we must obey. He is actually telling us to go against the flow. Against the flow of the world. Be weird, be different, whatever word you want to use. Yeah? But how different, Luciana? I will tell you, you will know when you are being the good kind of different. Just think about this. How is the world telling you to use that stand that we have been talking about as a platform or a stage for yourself and not for the Lord? The world tells us to take that selfie, look good, share that photo so that people will see you and praise you. The word says that you are made in God's image. Therefore, you are already beautiful just the way you are. The word teaches us that you must be part of social media, participate in it, tell them what's going on in your life, post those pictures so that you will become known and noticed. The word says you are already fully known and loved by God. The Lord has given us all, no exceptions, okay? No exceptions, gifts. We all have beautiful gifts, unique to each and every one of us. And those are meant to bring glory to his name. It's up to us, children of God, to make good use of these gifts and let our God-given light shine through them. The Word tells us throughout Scripture who and whose we truly are. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. This is the transforming kind of faith that surpasses 
our needs for self-value and self-recognition. Just think about how the world makes us believe that we are empowered by our own deeds and our own accomplishments. The slogans are super catchy. I'm sure you're going to remember this. Like the one from Rosie the Riveter, we can do it. Or even the Nike slogan, just do it. Are you kidding me? There's no Lucy the Riveter without God. There's no just do it, guys. Everything we do and are, it's because of him. There's no we can do it without our true source of light. He is the one and only that keeps at least me going. I bet you too. These slogans, they are created to sell things to the world. And it leads to entitlement. And they make us praise ourselves for the things we accomplish. And throughout life when in reality, again, we know that all we have is God's. Once you live by that truth, that entitlement will be gone because you know the one who is worthy of all the praise. All we have is given to us by his grace and mercies. The passage starts with, you are the light of the world. Um, I believe this can appear on your screen. You are the light of the world. Look at it, and I'm just going to tell you, that's not a question. (laughs) There is no question mark in this sentence. As a teacher, this caught my attention because this is an affirmation, uma afirmação. God is saying that I am light. He's saying that we are light. Why is that so intriguing? I know I am not light just as I am. But God. Let's see how the word makes it clear for us that we are not light just as we are. Let's read together. It's also going to appear on your screen. Um, John 8, verse 12. Let's read together. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The word is saying that before I am light, he is the light of the world. He is. Once again, this is the beauty of the gospel. I am merely a lamp that can only be light when I have the right fuel source. I can't be light on my own. This is all, again, about the transformation of your heart. Think about Christmas Eve service and the lighting of the candles. 
Do you pull down, pull up your own side of matches? And just light your candle? No, we don't. Pastor Chris first lights his candle from the Christ candle. From all those candles, the one in the center is the Christ candle. We start singing Silent Night, and we slowly and carefully light each other's candles. That original precious Christ light is being spread around. And eventually you look around and we are all holding our own version of Christ's light. Just remember, it all happens because of him, his grace, and his mercies. We can only be light because Christ is light. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you for being our true source of light. Because we know we can't do it without you. Help us walk in the right path. And through your word, teach us how to be more and more like Jesus. And let our good deeds bring glory to your name. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.